We're here to redefine success, to inspire diverse work cultures and life purposes. Only authentic stories are shared here, real lived experiences of making it. I cannot think of anyone better than my good friend Cordial Ace to be my first guest. From South Africa to Vancouver, Canada, my hometown, he's a perfect example of what happens when you redefine success. I'm your host, Jocelyn Lee. Let's dive in. You know, there's a baseline of what success actually means literally, which is actually when I looked it up finally at like 30 years old, it actually means the um, the attainment or accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. Simple as that. It's, it's just getting something done that you want. And then the bullet point right underneath is actually uh, the attainment of fame, wealth, or social status. So then it became, those are the three major areas in which people would deem someone successful. If you have fame, if you have wealth, or you're some important person in the community. So I wanted to reach out to you as I wrote to you in the email. It's like, it was this sort of, if I could give a title to the story is like the harsh realities of creating like your ideal or your dream um, from moving to a new country to wanting to stay in that country because you're starting a family because of certain family values. Maybe you wanted to live in Canada versus in South um, Africa to then betting it on a fire fighting career was that part of the dream in the first place like how does one you know move through creating what they want but also having to face um choices you have to just have to make along the way so i would love if you wanted to start by how would you like to introduce yourself so my name is cornell ace my last name spelled kind of funny nobody can really pronounce it until I actually have to tell them how to pronounce it. So just a short history of my, my life right now. I'm originally from South Africa. I was born in a little country farm. Uh, grew up in a, between a farm and a country town, um, between my mom and my dad's houses. It was a really interesting way of growing up. I got to see, you know, like what it takes to live on like a giant ranch and run big farm operations and then also be in like living in a suburban style community. So I kind of see the two contradictory aspects how you know, people were trying to make a living. Um, so I spent my entire like school year until the age of 18. Yeah. And between the towns of Myrtleburg and Betel, which is like where my mom and my dad lived. Um, and then after that, I went to England for a few months as a way to discover more of myself to find myself really because it was a way of like becoming independent or trying to find my own independence um i was also with a girlfriend at the time which was like an anchor and after about three months in england i decided to come back to south africa for her which was you know i guess a good decision for me because i felt that was the right thing to do and then spent the next year in a really weird relationship with her. And then eventually we broke up. <laughs> and then I went to university in Pretoria, uh, where I studied business management. And during this time, I realized that I still wanted to travel more. And my love for, or my perceived love for snow, which I haven't yet experienced, 
kind of drove my traveling destinations. And so I was looking at ways of like how to travel and snowboard at the same time, which basically got me into going to New Hampshire in between semesters and then working at a ski resort and another ski resort in South Africa in between semesters and then eventually going to Canada, which is where I met my love to be, Sophia or Momo, as we both know her. And uh, yeah, so met her after a year in Canada. Then I had to leave the country again and started sailing around the world. And then came back and we got married so we could stay together and then started a life here. And so what would you say if someone asked you, what do you do? What I do? I chase my dreams and my visions. Okay, so not necessarily um, a role, as a lot of people say what they were. I am a firefighter or I am a fill in the blank. Is there a reason why you choose to answer it like that? Yeah, I don't think your chosen profession or career defines who you are. I think it's an aspect of, of what you do. Um, as for like, I think we're like multidimensional beings with many different interests, and many different roles that we play. So yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't define myself as that. Um, usually when people, I guess when people ask me like, what do you do? I know what they mean by wanting to ask me, you know, what do you do for work? Like, right. what is the work that you do? Or what is the, what do you do for money? <laughs> right. Thing, right, that so, would be more accurate. Yeah. Um, but I, when I look at myself, it's more like I have visions that I would like to achieve. And yeah, that is what I do. And I have many different visions that has changed throughout my life. And I've had many different careers, as you can say, um, and always looking to like upgrade to like, what's my next step? You know, how do I keep on climbing the mountain? Okay, so I think that's a really great um, response because I personally, in my journey, it's also been that same way. I've had a really hard time just saying I am this as if it, it makes mm -hmm. up who I am. So did you always have that, you know, notion that you're profession is not necessarily who you are or is that of a recent thing because you had to kind of just choose a profession to be here i think it's you know i think it's been like that for for many years because i've never really like felt any position i did was like defining me i felt like it was a temporary position that I have obtained to like get one step closer to where I want to be. Um, so, you know, like for instance, when I was like sailing, you know, I like, you know, and also I like to, I take pride in, in what I do as well, regardless of, of what it is. And you're using a compass to find your direction. Right. So like it's, there's so many great analogies with um, like being on the ocean because everything is quite literal and quite physical. So like, you know, in life, you know, like you don't know which path to take. But with sailing, you like, you know, I have to sail 270 degrees northwest to my destination and it's going to take me this amount of time, more or less. Um, so you like you have a clear, defined direction <clears throat> and purpose. 
Um, so I think like that part of my life really shaped a lot of my understanding of of how to how to get to where I want to be with direction um, and like the necessary steps that that you have to take to like keep the momentum going to actually get you to your your destination at that time. So how would you describe it? Some of what are those steps that you learn through the sailing that you could break down? Like how to explain to somebody if they said, I'm not sure where to go. Well, here's my sailing wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, I mean, having a destination in mind is good start, right? So like, if you don't like, say you don't necessarily know where to go or know how to, or know what to do, then you can kind of dig into like, okay, well, you know, what's your, what's your passions? Like, where would you like to see yourself? And I think you can ask, you know, I think most people have an idea of where they would like to be eventually, regardless of like the career they choose, you know, like what is like, what is your ideal vision of a, of a life that you would build for yourself? And, you know, that might change, too, through the process. Um, but that's a good start. And so, like, as as all the details might be kind of murky in the beginning, the idea is just to, like, start making a plan towards how you can get there. And you don't have to know everything from the beginning to the end to, like, but, like that's the thing with sailing, because a lot of it is changing with the weather, right? Like, things are pushing you this way and that way and you have to stop here or you have to do this or things break down and it's like adaptability is really important. So I think that's super interesting because there's so much, um, let's say, conversation about how, you know, you set your intention, you know, you you define very clear about where you want to go. And while, yeah, things change, there should be some like, you could say determination to have it be what you want it to be as well. It's almost like you're manifesting and well, you're, if you're off the mark, then you didn't really quite get it right. Or maybe you didn't try hard enough or, Mm -hmm. you know, things, things like that. Um, Did you ever feel that way going on the path of this sort of sailing mantra, like work with, you know, weather comes change and adapt and you're not going to end up where you want it to be. So then why even think about where you want to go? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the important thing is to like, you know, take those steps, you know, and you don't necessarily have to be right about like, if you think like this is your chosen career that you want to do right now, and you take those steps towards getting there. Um, but then during that time, you realize that it's not the career you want to be at. But at least you've taken those steps to realize that. And so I feel like human beings tend to learn through mistakes. If I look at like, you know, our history on how we evolve and how we learn, is we learn through mistakes. And so it's like redefining mistakes. It's not like, you know, it's not like failure. It's just like a learning process. It, I think it's important to like take those steps towards what you think, keep the momentum going. And through that process, you will learn what it is that you actually want to do or what you want to do, be or give or be of service. 
you know, like my ideas of, of like sailing basically stem from being completely free mm. in every way. And, the, and sailing does give that to you in some ways. <laughs> because, <laughs> and this is like, you know, from a, from a glorified kind of Hollywood movie perspective, always when I saw um, sailing ships, you know, it's like that, that romanticized idea of, of freedom because you like, you sail away from the constricts of land. Right. And the people that, the people in the systems on land. And like the ocean is still a very free place for the most part. Right. So your decisions there are like your decisions. Nobody there can really tell you what to do unless you have a, a captain that are telling you. So now you realize, okay, I'm free, but this guy is still telling me what to do. So like, <laughs> so, but getting away from all the rest of the things, like my idea was to like really get as far away from society as I could, because I felt like there were so many different limiting constraints um, that, that I wanted to shake off in order for me to like really dig deep and find myself and find, you know, it's like a deeper purpose or what is it that I really want to work towards. And I must say that when I was the furthest away from all kinds of humanity, except for the people on the boat with me, um, but there was, you know, we had so much introspective time. Um, that's when I really found out like what I'm passionate about by being so far away from everything. Jesus, for example, went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights to find himself and to find like, to test your, to, to test himself, right? Like, what is it that he wants to do or what, what is his ideals? Where can he push himself to uh, a certain age and to see how he would actually respond to that kind of factors of stress. And so like, you know, being so far away on the ocean, like you're pretty vulnerable in that state as well. Like there's so many things that can go wrong and that do go wrong, but it's also like a taste of your character. And I believe like through putting yourself through or putting yourself into things that make you feel uncomfortable, you get to see your character and how that affects you. And then you can get stronger or learn that this is not for you and choose a different path. So it sounds like it's also, I really like the word you used, like um, taking the steps to realize and like the word real, you know, to realize something is mm -hmm. to make it real. And you can only experience that when you have these um, visions or dreams. And even if they don't, they are not going to be the end ones. Sometimes they are. I feel like I've met people who really believe like they've had a vision since they were a kid and they've, that's like the only one, but let's say more and more as the world, you know, uh, becomes wider and more connected, people have multi, are multi-passionate and you can really kind of, like you said, know yourself through realizing it making it real to know like oh like how am i actually um experiencing this from a thought an idea or even like an emotion to living it yeah hollywood like i think a lot of us get influenced by media especially from a young age too. like we watch movies and we watch 
TV series and all these things, and that really gives us like a kind of warped reality of of what life is like. And until we actually experience those things, we don't really know. It's like somebody can tell you, and you can you can read in books what sex is like, and you can read, you know, you can watch movies, or you can tell people people can tell you what it's like, but you won't know what it's like until you actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same with many things, like. You know, a lot of people think they might love sailing because it's got sunsets and little things. But the moment they get on the boat, they start getting seasick and then they realize that they don't like it. And so I feel like experience is really important. And so that's where it's like taking those steps, right? Like you won't know until you try it. And it's better to to try different things than to like not know what to do and not take the actions. Um and and learn from those things like right and that process of learning how to realize I mean how to make something real yeah is what i'm also hearing like the steps you need to take to realize meaning the steps you need to take to try the steps you need to take to build the steps you need to take to do anything take action exactly is part of this podcast too is this idea of sharing stories for also future generations to not be just um bombarded with the glamorized and the original sort of highlight reel mm-hmm. of um human stories and human successes because if we say like hey you actually won't really know my, what you might want to do with your life until you do a bunch of things you know how do we then unpack that with the conversation of life purpose or success if we cannot know success until we have success yeah. how do we measure these things um or how do you measure these things such as life purpose or success there's also so many professions now let's say our parents generation or maybe before that there was like like maybe 10 or 20 (laughs) (laughs) right like there wasn't many to choose from what are you gonna be when you grow up these three things like a farmer a businessman a doctor i didn't have farmer that wasn't on my list (laughs) a lawyer you know like yeah yeah but for us when we were growing up we're like wow there's actually a lot of options and if you don't know what to do, you can go see this guy who does tests. He run tests on you, all kinds of like mathematical and oh really language tests, and see what your abilities are, right? Like, or what you're inclined to. And I did this twice <laughs> because I, I had a I kind of had a struggle between what I wanted to do and then what my what my mom wanted me to do. Yeah, you know. Or my my dad was like, do whatever you want. But my mom was like, no, let's let's make sure you like know what you want to do. And I have no idea because I'm confused right now. Um, and so I did two of these tests, and this guy was like, yeah, you should be a financial accountant. And I'm like, I don't know about your test, man. Yeah, so like you know, my my abilities are like, okay, these are my abilities, but my passion is something different. Mm. Right? Like that's not what that does not make me passionate. And I feel like, you know, how do we, how do we get joy from what we do? You got to be passionate about what you do, like really passionate or else it's not going to last. Like a paycheck is not going to, it's not going to do it for you if you're not passionate about what you do. And you might think that you're passionate about something now and actually do it for a few years and then realize that you're not that passionate about it anymore. And luckily nowadays we have so many options to like change into different things that we can be passionate about and there's so many options to be passionate about so many different things (laughs) 
<laughs> that was the end of a thought. <laughs> but okay, so then let's go back to like, okay, you won't you won't know until you try, and you're it's gonna change. Um, what about this? You were, you want to go out and you want to find out who you were. I'm presuming by finding out who you are, you find out what your life is purpose is about. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, that simple question is it, what do you do? So what would you say if someone asked you, what is your life purpose? Hmm. That's also changed. <laughs> From what? What was it originally? Since, since previous. I think my life purpose for for a while was like to really experience freedom in every way and that's kind of part of why you know when on my my sailing journey is like i really want to experience freedom and i did like i had you know i had two backpacks and i didn't have material things weighing me down or like bill payments or anything i didn't own anything except for those two backpacks and that was really freeing. Like it was like I could really go through life um, traveling light. Um, and then during that process, I realized that you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, the entire world runs with some sort of money system. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and that um, even though I was free in every other sense, I wasn't financially. Mm. And even though I was free on the ocean, um, every now and then you'd have to go to port and you need finances there. Um, and that's why I kind of also another realization on the ocean was like being so far away from all these people and systems, I realized how important community was to me mm. um, and connection and relationships. And there's multiple state. Uh, studies and and just data that's coming out now that a really like big part problem with humanity too now is and where a lot of mental illness comes from is that people don't have real relationships anymore um i think with themselves with other people with animals with the planet i think that's a big issue that we're dealing with right now and i think that's also where a lot of the problems arise in our current environmental crisis and mental health crisis that's happening. Um, it's that, that connection. And so I realized how important that was for me to have like authentic connection. And so now my life's purpose is creating environments that foster real relationship for people and their environment and with each other. And so that has changed into many different forms but now it's basically coming out into like creating villages be it rural or urban um, villages that encourage participation for people with each other educational about like environmental and um, yeah the inha- the habitats that we occupy basically that we inhabit how we deal with other people because we really need to like fix our relationship issues Mm, yeah i mean we got to share the planet together right (laughs) exactly and like that's another thing is like we're so globalized now these are issues that we have to look at and we have to re-envision the way we live and basically redesigning our lifestyle 
That's a really good metaphor in terms of just um, encapsulating your story about how you've really adapted your life purpose and what a lot of people think these words are static, right? My life purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, This is uh, success or, you know, um, uh, this is my profession. This is who I am as if it's a static thing. And the world is kind of like that, right? They want to stay on one track. And when it's time to adapt, it's like super hard to do. But if we don't, it's the things that keep us from realizing what we, we really want. (laughs) and in Mm -hmm. order to do that we have to try new things so that sort of um reestablishing that connection um it's kind of like going through this whole evolutionary process which i hear you really underwent you were literally kind of like um the life cycle you had to get break away you literally went out to sea (laughs) and then eventually you had to um evolve onto land <laughs> and become part of the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, when the irony is like often being part of this um, societal kind of ecosystem, especially urban, is that you want to get away from it all as well, mm-hmm. which would, would probably drive somebody out to the sea. <laughs> yeah. And that, it's because that's why people go on holidays, right? Because they want to get away from their lives. Exactly. And like that's so dysfunctional. And I mean, sure, okay, maybe not every day it's like that, but a lot of people just want to get away from their from their lives. And so, and then people go on holidays to beautiful nature places, but they don't want to, you know, put too much time in preserving the natural environment, even though that's where they like to go on holiday to get away from their real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, let's fix this. Yeah. And also that, um, you know, fixing it together, because it sounds like, Uh, most people, including yourself, it's like when you're on this journey to discover um, life purpose, it begins with you, right? Like I wanted to feel free. Mm -hmm. And then you went and and fulfilled that. And then what after that's fulfilled, like what what comes next? And it was in coming back to, um, you know, where you started in a way that you realize like, oh, there was actually something else that I can be purposeful with. And it's actually Mm -hmm. in relation to other people. So I like to argue that life purpose, not only does it change, it's what you're also describing in your life experience, um, but that it also evolves from like your own to like, uh, you know, either when people have families, how often have I met people who say, oh, I found a purpose now, now that I've had a kid, mm-hmm. right? Or et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's like, because it's something bigger than yourself. And so I think it yeah. evolves in providing, you know, a purpose for yourself and then a purpose for something bigger than you. Yeah, I mean, having my daughter Sequoia too is like such a eye opener too as well because you like, well, now that you have a family, you also want to provide the base environment possible for them to grow up um, and the most like nourishing, like sustainable, beautiful environment where they can just feel loved, and you know that's also been actually like a really good help for me on my on my journey was like having a family because it definitely like solidified things that I thought about doing, but then it was just like, okay, well now you have to do that. <laughs> like, like the community and the villages and the, the relationship with people starts with like how you do it with your own family. Like, how do you want to go past 
your own family if you can't have a healthy family yourself and a healthy relationship with you know your partner and your child and your and your dog mm. <laughs> and your neighbors and your community past that and so it's like you got to start where you are and ripple out of there did choosing the firefighting career have anything to do with that oh uh, yeah definitely basically when i moved to canada i came over with absolutely nothing <laughs> i had like i was still like from my freedom days of the ocean was like i with a lot of experience but not much material <laughs> or wealth <laughs> i had a wealth of experience um but not much finances really and uh, so you know coming over to canada was like literally like coming off the boat as a lot of people did, you know, in history, we were like, oh, I'm in a new place. Great. Going to make it work here somehow. Um, and so looking into, there was so many different obstacles, challenges with even getting any kind of work here, um, especially because the first bit, you're not allowed to work. I'm not allowed to study, you know, or like, okay, well, now I'm in a new place. Maybe I can do something different. No. You're not allowed to study. What? Uh, I was like actually going to try to do and go forward on my marine experience here, but time-wise, not being allowed to study and like transfer my tickets was like kind of a pain because I had like a child coming, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to provide for this child sooner rather than later. Um, and so, with firefighting, was like I looked into the training. But I mean, like, was that a, f a force of hand? I was always very curious about that when you chose. I mean, I can see you doing that, but was it a force of hand because there was limited options? And, you know, what I'm really insinuating is like, okay, you had maybe a dream or even a goal of providing like a nourishing environment for your family. Mm -hmm. And was this just kind of the only options you kind of had to choose from? Or was it very deliberate? It, it, was, mo it was more of like a introspective decision at that time as i was like okay well i can do the marine industry thing but i have to wait a bit or do i really want to do that still and i kind of at that time i was realizing that community is so important to me um that i didn't really want to go back to the marine thing even though it was like it was cards on the table but then i kind of i was at that time did a really deep you know assessment of myself my abilities my experience and then my passions and then looked at like you know what that is and being community minded um and being a problem solver and like being able to like think fast on my feet and like also be of service to humanity at that specific time i was like i really enjoy being of service to people you know and then i also thought of like when i was a kid we had lots of uh fires on our farm like grass fires like kind of forest fires and uh really enjoyed doing that too and so like taking all these things together i was like well maybe firefighting would be a good thing and then because I, I looked at like firefighting at the time i was like oh there's like community interactions like service to other people um yeah problem solving is a big one and so i was like oh this looks cool and then i you know i did a little bit of praying as well and i was like what like what is it that 
I should like I was kind of waiting for like some sort of download from the cosmic intelligence to like tell me like what's the next step to take, and uh, yeah, firefighting came up in in that way. So I didn't ever think of it really in South Africa because it's not the same kind of career at all there. But here in Canada, it's pretty it's a pretty decent profession. Um, it's actually like one of Canada's, I think it's Canada's most trusted profession. F- firefighters are held in a pretty high regard here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of kids, little kids' dreams here, right? It's like firefighters. Yeah. And so a lot of the guys I work with, it was like, you know, from little kids, it was their dream. Um, but yeah, that at that time, it made sense to me. And the the training was also like really short. And with like decent commitment, you could actually, if you were the right candidate, get a get a position within a year. And that's uh, it took me about a year and a half to get from like this decision to to getting a to getting a position was about a year and a half, which is actually pretty quick. And yeah, that was like that was definitely a good decision, I'd say. Um, it allowed us to you know, take the next steps in, in, in our family choices as well. Um, and to be able to support that growth with the career of firefighting. Yeah. And like just widening my, my network of people. Cause now I had 190 people in my department that are in all different other walks of life too. And so, you know, like literally getting into the community, this is a great way to go. So it really kind of hit all the the things that also um, what you needed to explore at that time. Like you said, as soon as you go on land, you're like, okay, these are things that I actually really care about. And just realizing and actualizing is another word I like using, the things you care about. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it really helped that you, from the get-go, never really defined um, what you do as who you are. It sounds like then making these decisions are much more just like, pragmatic but with meaning but pragmatic that Mm -hmm. it didn't have to hold the weight of the whole freaking you know meaning of life universe in becoming a firefighter Um, which I think adds a lot of pressure onto whether you become this sort of traditional sense of successful you know whether you have the wealth or the fame or the social status and those things get kind Mm -hmm. of slapped on that like label upon label of who you are because I looked up the um, uh, antonym of success, so the opposite of what it means, and based on those three words of um, wealth, fame, and social status, it was poor, <laughs> a no, a nobody, <laughs> and a fail and a failure. Mm-hmm. So if you you know you slap that those labels on top of your career or your work, and then your work and career as the label on top of who you are, I think for me this is what these kind of conversations are so important about is where we also create so much unnecessary stress and how often Mm -hmm. people burn out and why sometimes we just get really caught up in our careers as what we're supposed to be doing, especially for young graduates. What do you want to be when you grow up? It's like, Oh, I want to be a lawyer. Well, being a lawyer is not really being necessarily who you are. And that can be very confusing. So in that case, now that you kind of have this, um, you know, you you can say you achieved one um, vision, which is 
realizing, actualizing, manifesting this community network, um, the financial freedom, which you didn't have just like the phase before. And now you can begin thinking about now how to provide this sort of nourishing environment, not just for your family, but for your society at large. Do you feel like you can say that you're successful? Yes. Love it. That was like no other answer except for yes. And so why would you say that? How do you define it? And what was it before or what was it now? Yeah, well, I think as a growing up, you know, success is like that. Again, that romanticization you see in the media, magazines, TV of like rich person, you know, like lots of money, fancy car. Oh yeah, that person must be successful. And that's like, you know, coming, you know, even from, remember like conversations with my mom during that time, like I'd, oh, like I would always question her views so much and she would get so annoyed with me because I was such a questioning person. <laughs> Not taking anything at face value, being like, no, don't believe this. Um, but even then, like, you know, from, I guess, her environment and, and that kind of my parents' generation to, like, their definition of success was like, oh, yeah, you have it. You're driving a fancy car. Oh, you must be successful. Right? Like, and, you know, even, like, conversations with with her about her friends' children, right? Because there's always that comparison between, oh, this is my child and their children. Oh, they're really successful. They just bought themselves this vehicle. I'm like, oh, really? That defines success? You know? As a 18 year old, I was asking those questions. Like that doesn't mean to me that that's success, but but that's kind of like the, how you were raised to believe. But then you know, through me basically just like having a decision of of what's my next step in life, and for example, like no, okay, I was I made a decision to go to university, um, and I studied business management because I literally didn't really know what else to do. <laughs> And I kind of like business. And so, yeah, I was like, well, okay, we'll just do this. Um, it, was, it was a very confusing time for me in university. Um, but it definitely allowed me to, to to understand myself, right? By, like, going through the murky waters, but just still swimming. I'm just like, just keep on swimming. Even though if it doesn't make sense right now, just just keep on going. And... You know, even though I maybe didn't resonate with business management as a degree, I made the decision to study this. So I, f I feel like that's an important part of success is to like, you know, even if it isn't what you necessarily like, still complete it. Right? Still f like finish your your initial decision and complete it to in this part where it was graduating. So, and during that process of that, which is when I like made a decision to, like, I think it was my between my second and third semester or first and second semester. I was like, I really want to go and experience snow and snowboard. And so that was another decision. I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, I looked into my options because I was a student. I could go to New Hampshire in the States and, and get a job there. So I applied for the visa. And in between my semesters, I flew over to the States. And I borrowed some money from my parents. I was like, I'll pay you back because I'm going to go work there. And I flew over and I got a job as a snowmaker. My first time ever in snow. 
and it was really cool. And I learned how to snowboard and I was there for about three months and I came back and I paid back my parents. And, you know, that was like, boom, like that was a success because I decided this is what I want to do. And I went to go work and I went to go learn how to be snowboard. And then three months later, that's like, that's to me is a success because I decided this and I completed it. And then I went to the next one. I was like, I did the same thing. And so then when I, when I graduated from my degree, that's when I came to Canada for a year. And my plan was to do these things in Canada and save money and come back to South Africa. And then, you know, let's see where we go from there. And I did that too. And that was a success. So to me, it's like, you know, when you make the decision and you follow through on those steps um, to, a, you know, a level of completion that you decided upon that's being a success it's like following doing those steps doing the work um and then seeing what what happens from there and so it's those little those little successes are like really important to make you feel that you are actually somebody that can you know and anybody can do this you just have to decide that you're going to do and complete whatever it is you want to do like if you want to grow tomatoes this summer and you plant the seed and you water it and you get you're eating your tomatoes that's successful tomato growing <laughs> and so these are like i think the, these are this is how we need to define success by like you know being able to harvest from that seed mm. and then whether that changes you know later that's fine maybe you want to grow peaches next year you're going to plant a tree and water it it's going to take a lot longer but then eventually you're going to have some peaches right but you got to keep on watering it and take care of it. And I don't think success is just like one destination either. I think it's many different ones along, along your path, but having the, the decision-making and the confidence to like keep on going with whatever your decision is and completing it. Because I think it's when people don't complete something, they feel like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of taking the literary meaning of it and really embedding it with the meaning that people are looking for, right? Success is the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think it's about threading all these things together into kind of a, something that can be understand holistically. And part of that seed, like you said, it's like it kind of needs to come from a place of at least passion or interest or curiosity, some strong feeling yeah. that drives you towards wanting yeah. it in, in the first place. Um, sounds like part of the ingredients needed to, you know, have mm -hmm. success because you said, if you don't have that feeling, you're not going to complete it. Yeah. The emotion is really important. Like you can have any sort of decision, but without the passion or emotion to drive it, it's not going to realize you have to, you have to like have, the 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 right amount of passion and emotion with 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 those decisions one thing that you were describing about um this kind of experience and definition of your journey of defining success for me which is really important is another aspect of success and why i want to bring it out to the forefront to be unpacked is that it's evolutionary it's an evolutionary definition 
It's not a static mm -hmm. thing. And even the way that you're saying, well, firefighting is not like that big of a thing in South Africa. It's like here, uh, or when I say here, I mean Canada, there's a big purpose for it. You know, there's a need mm -hmm. for these things. And I was just talking to somebody back when I was visiting Vancouver. Um, there was a man named Satyan who was friends with this other dude, this other man named Aha. <laughs> And there's this kind of classic story that I've heard them kind of, uh, you know, at least Julian, my partner, share a couple times now, is that someone asked him, like, you know, what's my purpose? And he basically kind of tore him a new one and say, what's your purpose? It's like you're, you know, you're standing there kind of all hung up and trying to figure this out for yourself. Just look to your left and look to your right. Look at the people to your left and look to the people to your right. There's your freaking purpose. You know, I mean, it's a little hard way of saying it, but, you know, the same thing. It's like if you want to be yeah. purposeful or another word is useful, we'll look at what is needed around you. And there's going to be definitely mm -hmm. a way for you to find a life purpose if it's not really clear to you or maybe you don't have the um, opportunity to just kind of take off and go and really live a different kind of life. Um, and you're bound to where you are. It's like, look to the people to your left, look to the people to your right. Um, you'll always find something to um, offer where you can be useful and purposeful. Because mm -hmm. even in your story, when you went off for the sense of personal freedom, it took you back to community anyways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like how like we can't, like humans... I mean, some humans like monks that can stay in a cave for 17 years, you know, that's like exceptional. But humans need other humans. But we need, we need those relations, relationships, right? Like we're not, we're not islands. We, we function and we have evolved because of our ability to cooperate with each other and to find our uses or our usefulness in the tribe. Mm -hmm. I'm the gatherer, you're the hunter, etc. And we have evolved like that. And but so... even just then, it's not funny though, right? Just even that title, that's a role right there. What do you do? I'm the gatherer. <laughs> <laughs> and how we have evolved to a point where also in some way we don't have to be limited by those things as well. We can create, like you said, we have so many jobs, we can create our own role um, in that space as well that's where these conversations are um, ongoing and evolving. And hence why calling it making it too, is not like about I've made it, but I'm always going to be making it, you know, in some shape or form. So now kind of recapping your own life. And if somebody, let's say was in a similar place as you, whether that meaning they want to get away from the world a bit to find themselves, or they're in deep seek of a sense of freedom, or that they are wanting to be able to create a life where they are living a lifestyle that is not only for themselves, but for other people. This sort of what I call work culture. How, what kind of advice would you give someone? What's something that you would want them to, to know? If you're afraid of something, then you should look into doing that exact thing. What? Like if something makes you feel uncomfortable, then look into like finding out why and, and doing the things that make you feel uncomfortable. So if for instance, skydiving makes you feel really uncomfortable, 
then I think you should go do it. Why? Because pushing through your fears is is really how you find yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, and you might you might not want to do skydiving ever again after you did it the first time, but at least you know that now you've actually pushed through that fear and that you can do anything else as well. And that fear shouldn't hold you back from from doing things. Um, because I feel a lot of things or, you know, from people growing up too, is because everything is so unknown, right? And like, you oh, I haven't tried this, we haven't done this. And like, and you like, you have some sort of anxiety or fear because it's unknown. And the fear of the unknown is really what um, withholds a, a lot of people from, from taking steps in certain directions. Um, and so, yeah, just like getting past that fear. Um, and if you if you just be you know be brave, have the courage to to try new things, even if so it it's makes like you scared. You're saying it's that feeling of being scared. It's the feeling of fear, not so much even um, the thing itself. In this case, skydiving that you're really facing. It's the fear that you're facing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the fear of talking in front of people. Right? A lot of people have that fear <clears throat> for whatever reason. Um, and so, like, then how do you get past that? You know, like, go do a course on how to talk in front of people and then start talking in front of people. And that's literally the only way are you going to realize that actually talking in front of people mm. is not that bad at all. How do you, but for example, yeah. okay, you... Because I've been not struggling with this, but I ponder sometimes. Like, what if someone just doesn't doesn't want to do it? Is that oh fair? And you're saying, okay, that's fine. It's more things that you're afraid to do, or the places that you should move into. Well, I mean, if there's something that you definitely don't want to do, then you should... or like you don't have interest, like yeah, okay. then just don't do it. <laughs> okay, so it really it's in a way it's almost like follow your fear. <laughs> I mean, I. I... I think there's like some people, there's things that they want to do, but they're afraid of that aspect or that aspect of, of that part, right? Because they don't know how, how this would go or they don't know how that would go because we live in our minds. Um, but it's through experience that we really mm, get to know ourselves. Okay. Uh, so, well, so I, think okay. that's what I can hear it. I can hear what you're saying. <laughs> So the things you know about yourself is because you've already tried them. There may be things that you may want to try, but it's the fear of the unknown or the uncertainty um, of the outcome or the experience that is preventing you from knowing yourself. Because there's a part of you that's trying to yeah. know itself through the things that you're afraid of. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's uh, your question. What was your question again? The question is what advice or and you know in practical tools that you might give someone in short might want to follow your path um or advice to somebody from the path that you've been on what's something like if a if you had to take the whole story you just told me this evening about your journey what's the nugget mm -hmm. Mm, be curious yeah. yeah be curious for sure um and yeah, find that find that courage in yourself. 
Because how would you know? How would you know unless you go for it? I think looking back on life, I personally don't want to have any uh, regret of actions that I haven't taken. And I feel to me like that's way worse than any than any fear that that hold me back. Like that's why I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna do this and and see kind of how that unfolds. Um, because I personally don't want to have the regret at the end of my life for not taking or doing things that I felt that I should have done. And I no, I and I think because we're we learn from our mistakes and other people's mistakes, hopefully too. I've, I've learned a lot from other people's mistakes, you know, be observant about, you know, things like reading, reading books about other people's life stories too. Like that's really insightful, but like, because we are, you know, um, retrospect gives you 2020 vision. And if you could shoot yourself into the future where, you are old and you look back at your life, you know, how would you live differently? What kind of different decisions would you have made? And so then if you can use that kind of future teleportation of yourself to the present moment, you know, when you want to make a decision, think of like what your future self would have done Mm. and how they would have taken the situation. And then how you would feel whether you did or didn't take that situation. Because the emotion and the passion is really important. Like as I'm reading this book, Think and Grow Rich, and uh, they say emotion, the emotion you do with every one of your decisions is so important. Because if you have a plan or a dream and you don't have the equal amount of emotion with that dream, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, living with passion. That's Napoleon Hill, right? Yeah. Um, well, Napoleon you know, I, I think you and I have heard this before, but um, emotion is just energy in motion. And so if you don't have energy in motion, you're not mm-hmm. going to move towards your dream, right? No matter how much you think it and see it in your mind. Yeah. 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 Take those little steps. Keep the momentum going. You know, you know, you're like, oh man. And then I realized I didn't have like the financial freedom. Damn it. There's a thing called money. Sometimes I think of that same thing with dreams. Like, damn it. You got to take steps. Couldn't you, <laughs> you know, like, oh, there's like yeah. physical labor to this thing. Oh, I'm so good at imagining <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. Seeing a dream come to fruition. It's usually a lot more hard work than you think it was actually. Yeah. And at the same time, it's a lot less, like you're saying, it's that like, um, those thoughts about it, those fear thoughts about it that get in the way. And so I, I, that's yeah. what I also hear you too, in terms of this like pra- practical advice. It's like, just take those small steps to realize. And I'm sure, yes, we've heard that before, but it's important to hear that from somebody, you know, that's reachable to you. It's one thing to hear it from a freaking celebrity at like, you know, the 50th, 50th, like stairs, you know, waving down with all the spotlights say, hey, mm-hmm. you just got to take the steps. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so far removed yeah. that 
it's like that same thing. We're imagining that who isn't even us there telling us that it's just to take the small steps, but it's so much more powerful and um, emo- like a lot more emotion involved, which will give you the fuel to do your steps when it comes from you. And that's what I hear when you say, see your future yeah. self speaking to you. I think a lot of like another, another point for people is, you know, don't compare yourself to other people because that, that definitely like if you're continuously comparing yourself to other people's success on where they are in their life's journey, you're just going to be miserable because you're always going to feel inadequate and there's always going to be somebody better and smarter and you know, whatever. But like, if you look I saw a really good picture of, of uh, Jeff Bezos from, from Amazon the other day. Um, it was like in 1995, I think just before Amazon became something really. There's a picture of him sitting in this little office with a, a banner against his wall, but it looks like he's spray painted with like blue spray paint, like like really amateur, like www.amazon.com. I don't know if you've seen that picture. It's hilarious. And there he is like with a desk and one of those old computers sitting there with a bunch of paperwork and like working on his dream, you know? And so nobody saw that part of Jeff Bezos, right? Like everybody sees him now, richest guy in the world with like an empire of business, but nobody saw those parts, you know? And how can you, how can you compare yourself to that? Because, you know, he's, he's obviously now is really successful, but you didn't see the 10, 15 years of him working out of this little office thingy trying to build something and also being successful at that time you know if we're going off by your definition it's like the only reason he had this height of success is because he's built those layers of success underneath he kept going yeah exactly and he had a vision and he you know he kept on going and he's still going. That's what I mean. I'd love to ask him, like, just like you're saying, there's firefighters that you work with that knew since they were a kid, like, from the point that he knew that this is what he wanted, like, you know, was, was that it? Because even in Steve Jobs, for example, at one point he wasn't even at Apple, right? He had to start something new. So, I mean, yeah. that's also part of, um, yeah. you know, why I wrote to you, like, this is kind of like investigative because, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole into... Um, again, like you have that one vision and here you go. That's it. This is now when you're successful. There's like so many um, um, layers to it that we need to pay attention to so that we don't get trapped in what is this vicious cycle of, um, you know, the success that we see in the media still today. You know, like I've read a bit about Elon Musk too, how he started. And after he moved, I think he moved first to Canada after the after South Africa when he was like 18 and then moved to the States. One of his first jobs was like working in this kind of underground kind of mine with a boiler room where you could only stay there for like 30 minutes at a time or something. Like that was the allowable time to stay in there um, because of the chemicals and the bad air quality. And then you would have to come out and doing that for like eight hours a day. Um, doing something like that, you know, something like that, that's just absolutely terrible and horrendous as to like a part of your journey of like how not, what you don't want to do. 
Because like sometimes you're gonna try to do something that you think, and you're like, oh no, this is definitely not what I want to do, and that's part of the process, too. like learning learning what not to do. I'm sure a lot of people are gonna love hearing that advice. Learn not what to do, guys. Just go do things, and it's gonna be terrible and great. <laughs> you're just gonna learn what you don't want to do. No, it's true, and it's true, and and so again, it just comes back to why. I thought it was really important for you to share your story because of the attitude you have about the journey that you have been on, your um, definition of yourself not being limited to your profession or your career as um, what you do with your life, meaning your life purpose, and also how that life purpose has changed as you grew as a person, learning things that you didn't like and from the things you did like. And from just that learning, right, the completion of doing the things that you set out to do that you liked and, again, ended up not liking or whatever, there's success. There's success behind that. <laughs> and that's the work culture mm -hmm. that you live by, you know, that sort of pace. You go with what is alive in you and you fulfill that desire. And then you see what happens and what grows out of the harvest, as you said, from that to decide what you're going to plant next. Mm -hmm. um, so that is the story of Cornel. <laughs> Yay! So, Yay. so I really wanted to thank you again for wanting to do this with me and being so open. And anything else you want to say or you're good? Mm, I was thinking about a butterfly. <laughs> um, how like the caterpillar, you know, goes into its chrysalis and changes into a butterfly. And I don't think the caterpillar knows exactly how long it's going to be in that chrysalis for. And eventually it becomes a butterfly. And so I think we have to also be patient with ourselves, you know, because we you know, have like these time constraints. So I want this done by now, but things take time. And you know, Earth has evolved over millions, thousands, billions of years. And it's still changing. And we're changing. And so, like, it's important to give yourself the time to change. Um, and that time to, to complete or find or do whatever it is that you want to do. Like, just be, you get, it's important to take that time to, like, realize, be patient with yourself. Be patient with, like, giving yourself the time. Don't rush things. The steps to becoming a butterfly. Steps to becoming a butterfly. <laughs> ace. Um, forward by Napoleon Hill from Think the Witch. <laughs> Thank you, Coco. Yeah, thanks, JoJo. That was awesome. We're here to redefine success to inspire diverse work cultures and life purposes. Only authentic stories are shared here, real lived experiences of making it. Please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Don't forget to support us on our social media handles and know someone with a story worth sharing or you wanna collaborate with us? Send us an email, we'd love to hear from you.